looking for the checkered flag. It's out. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Unbelievable. I mean, I, this is a moment that um, I just... I can't even, uh, just unbelievable. Hello again, and welcome to Selling Speed, the podcast. I am your host, Bob Quick from MRN. This is a bonus episode of Selling Speed. Last month, we hosted about 30 stations on a webinar to discuss the upcoming season of NASCAR and to do a refresher course on our suggested ways of selling NASCAR programming to your local clients. This episode is a bit longer, much longer, in fact, than most of our podcasts. However, there is a lot of great information covered in the 40 or so minutes it takes to listen. If you wanted to hit the highlights, I would suggest the beginning 10 minutes or so with my boss, Chris Schwartz. Chris is not only the president of MRN, but also the vice president of media properties at NASCAR. Chris took some time to share the excitement of where NASCAR was before the pandemic and the growth of NASCAR during it. Plus, he also highlighted the excitement around the many changes coming to the 2021 NASCAR season. We expanded on some of the items that he covered, but if you don't want to dive deeper into them, you can skip ahead to our discussion about objections from clients. We really took the majority of the time to help you have the information you needed to defeat the objections when you're pitching NASCAR to your clients. Then we added with some suggested ways for packaging and to sell our products. We hope that you find this informative. Uh, one last note, though, because it's a raw recording of the webinar, the audio quality is not quite broadcast level, but it doesn't take away from the great information that's included. So without further ado, let's go back in time to our 2021 Lunch and Learn 30 Days from Daytona webinar. Our goals for the luncheon or the, the webinar today um, is to take a look at the state of the sport with uh, with uh, my boss, Chris Schwartz. Um, we'll also uh, take a long look at defeating common objections. Um, we'll get to know the extremely loyal NASCAR fan, learn how to prospect uh, non-traditional categories with a quick look at tra- uh, traditional categories. And then uh, hopefully we'll have time to uh, show you some creative ways to uh, package and price your packages. So... Without further ado, if I can uh, remember how to do this, we're going to unmute Chris so that he can uh, give us a little background on uh, where the sport has come in from and, and where it's headed. There, there you go. Yep, there you go. Okay. Yep. Terrific. I just, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate certainly your invitation to, to let me join uh, the call here real quick. Bob, um, you know, he and I were having a conversation, um, earlier this week and obviously, it, uh, last week it made me aware of, um, you know, of, of, of this, uh, this group getting together today. And so, uh, you know, certainly, uh, I think 2020 was a, was a, was a crazy year for, for a lot of folks, obviously. Um, uh, it's no secret that um, all of us uh, and, and, you know, throughout the world, we're dealing with, uh, you know, a pandemic that um, none of us had, had ever gone through. And I'm not here to, uh, to, to belabor that point. Uh, what, I, what I am here to do is, is talk a little bit about what, what we at NASCAR did um, to, to certainly meet uh, the, uh, the challenges that were presented to us and ultimately uh, feel really, really good about um, how we uh, you know, not only put forth a plan to, to, to address those challenges, but, um, uh, you know, we're, we're able to, to, to successfully, uh, get our, our complete season in. 
and 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 we were able to do it in a in a way that that certainly uh, was 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 in a you know was was in a fashion that um, you know kept our schedule intact while we had some some changes while we had to move some events um, you know from from event uh, from from venue from one venue to another venue. Uh, we were able to, 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 to hold the season at the, at the number of events that, that we said we would at the beginning of the year. And, uh, and, and surprisingly, I think, uh, we're able to, 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 to get through a, a 10 race, 10 week championship at the end of the season, uh, and, and, and crown a champion, uh, at, at the, at the highest levels of our sport, uh, without an asterisk. And I think, um, that's, that's important. Uh, it's important, uh, for, for a number of reasons, but I think more than anything else, um, because, you know, when we were shut down, uh, in March, uh, till kind of the middle of May, uh, we really took that opportunity to, to look at our business, uh, to look at our partners and to understand, you know, the landscape and where things were. Uh, and, and once we had conducted that assessment and did the things that we needed to do, uh, we, we were, we were able to, to, to put forth a plan that, that made some sense and, 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 and put us in a position to move forward. Um, you know, obviously, with Chase Elliott winning the championship this past year, um, there you go. apologies, um, yeah. we were able to, to 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 roll into the season at Darlington and, and kind of resume that season and move forward. Um, you know, with with Chase Elliott, uh, you know, in our champion, uh, we we've got a uh, you know certainly a, a young driver with with a with a lot of pedigree and a legacy in the sport that connects the the history and the heritage. Um, you know, obviously, Bill Elliott, his father was. One of the most popular drivers in NASCAR history, and 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 already with Chase, we've seen the 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 needle move, uh, uh, licensed merchandise sales, um, social uh, interaction and consumption, and 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 that connectivity to to Chase Elliott and that championship has has resonated, uh, you know, across the sport and, and really through the sports and entertainment landscape. Um, you know, we. We decided during that period of time that, that we were down, uh, also to look at the 2021 schedule and, and to, 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 to really take apart what we have done in, from a scheduling perspective in the past and look for some things and define some areas and, and venues and markets where, where maybe we, we, we haven't uh, competed at in, um, uh, in the past, but, but more importantly, to look at those markets as opportunities for the future. Um, so the, the 2021 schedule uh, is our most aggressive uh, uh, schedule in, in 50 plus years. Um, the uh, schedule includes, uh, you know, going to, to, to new venues, which I highlighted. So Circuit of the Americas in, in, in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's a road course race uh, uh, track, very popular. Um, Nashville Super Speedway, our return to Nashville, and, and what what we know to be a hotbed of of, of, of NASCAR racing. And Road America, uh, another road course um, in uh, in Wisconsin, uh, and really the, the the you know the fact that that NASCAR uh, in, in different um, areas uh, throughout the years, or at different venues, excuse me, uh, throughout the years in the Midwest, but, but but knowing that and recognizing that the Midwest is fertile ground for the sport, uh, adding a road course in the Midwest was was really really important. But but we didn't just stand there. Uh, we also added uh, basically taking the, the Brickyard 400, a legacy race, and, and one of our uh, major events each year. Uh, and, and, and next year we'll compete on the Indianapolis Road Course. Uh, so, you know, the the, the storylines going into to 2021 uh, are are 
you know, there, there are a lot. They're, they're wide and, and they're diverse, and I think it's important for us. The, the final piece that I'll, I'll, I'll reference relative to the 2021 season is uh, the racing at Bristol. Uh, that first Bristol race weekend uh, will be on dirt. Uh, literally, the, 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 our partners at, at Speedway Motorsports um, are, are bringing in uh, uh, truckloads of dirt, and they're turning that half-mile racetrack into a dirt track. And, and I, and I stress all these, these changes to the schedule and, and, and the opportunities there to, 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 to highlight the fact that as a sport, uh, certainly we recognize, you know, from, from where we have, have been and where, where we've, where we've, you know, been so successful. But I think more importantly, uh, setting the course for, 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 for where we're going in the future and, and, you know, and, and putting the proverbial rubber to, to the road. Uh, making those changes and, and, and doing the right things. Uh, as I look to 2021 and, and the Daytona 500 here in just a few weeks, um, there are a, a number of different uh, new teams coming to the sport, uh, highlighted by Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan is partnering with Denny Hamlin, uh, who obviously has been a highly successful driver in the sport for many, many years. Um, but, but has had a relationship with Michael Jordan, uh, for the last several years. And, and, and ultimately, uh, Denny uh, sat down with Michael and said, right now is the time to invest in NASCAR and here's why. And, and, and Michael said, you know what? I, I think you're right. And, 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 and put the confidence in Denny and put the confidence in, in Bubba Wallace as a driver. Uh, but, but confidence in NASCAR as a vehicle. And, and I think, uh, you know, certainly, uh, Michael, uh, along with, you know, two or three other new teams coming into the sport is a, is a positive development. Um, anytime you can, you know, bring in new car owners, uh, and, and new competitors to the sport, it, it, it enhances and raises that level of, of, of competition amongst the other uh, car owners and teams and, and, and really creates some, some, some great energy. The final point that I'll make uh, today relative to, you know, kind of where we are and, and, and the state of the sport is for 2022, uh, we'll debut a new, new car and, and we're calling it next generation. Uh, but the, 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 the next generation car was originally scheduled to be, uh, debuted this, this for, for the 2021 season. Uh, but obviously the, the, the pandemic, uh, put the brakes on the development of that car and, and just the opportunities around debuting that car. Uh, but, 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 but the group that's, that's charged on our competition side with development of that car, um, you know, worked, uh, tirelessly throughout the, 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 you know, this past season, uh, and, and really working hand in glove with teams and, and many of the drivers to develop that race car. And I think what's really, really neat about the, the, the next generation car is, um, from the ground up, um, it's, it is a completely re-engineered stock car. Um, it will be the most technologically advanced race car that, that has competed in NASCAR. Um, it will deliver to us data uh, points that we've never had before. Uh, but I think the key to it is uh, from a, from a driver and a competition perspective, it's achieving what we set out to do. And that is to, to make a race car that can be modified, can be um, worked on mechanically to put the feel back into the driver uh, while, while also ensuring, you know, that the, that the competition is there. Uh, we like side by side racing in NASCAR. Uh, we believe it's what makes it exciting for the fans, you know, certainly tuning in on, uh, you know, twisting in our, our, our radio partners and, and certainly watching on TV and consuming the sport. Um, but, but at the end of the day, 
uh, you know, it, it makes what we do exciting. Uh, and, and, and I think that's, uh, what, what has so many of us within, you know, within the sport and certainly working in the, in the, in the enterprise and, and more importantly within the ecosystem of NASCAR. Um, we, we are so excited about what the future brings and, and, and really with a, with a, you know, champion, uh, our most popular driver defending his championship this year. Uh, we, we feel like the sky's the limit. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of, you know, legacy drivers retire in the last handful of years. When you start looking at, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson and, and Tony Stewart and, and, and Jeff Gordon, these are popular drivers that, that we were able to ride the wave of, uh, for, for many, many years. Uh, but, but, but we feel really, really confident that drivers like Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney, uh, are, are, are there to, 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 to get back up onto the, onto the proverbial wave and, and carry us into the future. And, and, and we're really, really excited about where we're going. Um, and, and, and we're, we're, we're really, really excited about the partnerships, obviously, that, that we have with each of you. And, and we want to do everything we can to help you, uh, tell the story of our sport, uh, and, and sell, uh, this sport, this great sport to, 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 to all of your clients. And so, uh, I, and, you know, again, thanks, Bob, for, for, for giving me a, a few minutes here to, to talk to the group. And, um, uh, you know, I'll sit, uh, sit on, uh, for, for the call here and, and, and certainly be an interested observer. Uh, but, you know, Bob knows where to find me. If, if any of you have questions or comments, uh, please don't hesitate to, to, to reach out. Uh, where we, we are, you know, we value the partnerships that we have and, 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 and we, you know, we're not successful unless, all of you are successful, and I think that's you know that's an important part of of, of being a good partner and, and one that that you know you know you've got my word that that we're going to see through. So uh, with that, Bob, I'll uh, I'll turn it back over to you. Awesome, thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, the next uh, couple of slides um, kind of talk about the same thing, just to give you some background, some information uh, that 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 Chris went over, um, uh, just so you have it. Um, in case you didn't take notes and whatnot, but yeah, the 2020 was definitely a season unlike any other. And there were a lot of, uh, uh, triumphs and challenges, uh, throughout for the sport. Um, once again, he touched upon some of these, uh, schedule changes, uh, for 2021. Uh, a big one to touch upon is that dirt rate, dirt race at Bristol. It basically sold out in a day. Now, granted it's, uh, uh, limited capacity, but that just shows you that um, uh, SMI uh, really uh, struck a nerve when they decided to make that uh, spring race at Bristol uh, a dirt race. So let's talk about who's listening. Um, uh, there are four sections of this slide and a lot of data. Hopefully you can see it all. I'm, I got a couple of other screens open up here, and hopefully I'm not covering up too much of this. But um, NASCAR... Um, like m many professional sports, uh, their fans are heavy male. Um, as you can see in the, in the gender category there in the upper, uh, left-hand side, 61% male, 39% female. It is the highest of all the sports as far as female following in a percentage is concerned. So, uh, when you're out there prospecting, don't uh, discount, uh, uh, businesses that, uh, that try to market to, to women because there are plenty of women uh, that follow the sport and thus are, are listening to the, the races on your radio station. And uh, throughout this uh, particular slide, you'll see that the NASCAR bar logo represents the NASCAR fan universe and uh, the, uh, uh, the map of the United States represents the general population uh, breakdown of, of the country. 
Um, taking a look uh, just below that at the age demographic, we're going to start with uh, the gray bar, the Gen X people at 37%, my age group. Um, it's that high earning potential age group, um, uh, the 35 to 54 year old that most radio stations uh, who focus on 25, 54, um, you know, this is the higher end of that. And um, we can assume many of the same talking points about NASCAR um, as we do about our radio stations where we go out and we sell them every day. Um, you know, the group's probably married, probably a homeowner, most likely employed, probably has kids, all those same uh, assumptions that we make about your radio audience uh, can be made about the NASCAR fan as well from that age group. Um, at the black bar, you'll see that uh, the NASCAR fan is followed by 49% of uh, boomers, and they're working longer, they're healthier, they're more active, and have more disposable income than they've had in, in generations past. Um, the, uh, it's a great consumer for any, uh, any client out there uh, in your market. And I just read that 2020 was the uh, biggest year for boomers to retire um, so far. Uh, from their age group. So, you know, there's plenty of folks that have a little more time on the hand that may be going to more races, spending more time with your radio station, spending more time uh, uh, doing uh, leisure pursuits, um, and hopefully that includes that includes uh, your NASCAR broadcasts. And finally, let's take a look at the millennials, those 18 to 34s or that little blue bar. As you can see, we got a little work to do um, as far as that's concerned, but so do all industries you know the the millennials have been that uh that uh, tough nut to crack for uh many industries across the country um but uh the tracks have initiated uh initiatives to uh to work on that growing segment you know as far as uh having more social areas um you know, selling group tickets um, that include uh, hospitality and, and, and VIP treatment and stuff like that, the, the experiences that that age group is looking for. And, and those um, prior to the pandemic were starting to bear fruit, and we expect that, that number to, to, to grow. Household income tells a, tells a big story um, in the upper right-hand corner there. Um, also, it's a bullet point. Um, 71%, I'm sorry. Um, the average fans makes uh, $71,000 a year, and 65% of fans make more than $40,000 a year. Uh, that outpaces the general public by about 12%. Um, that's, uh, that's a big thing. You know, it, it, it flies in the face of, uh, you know, some clients who think that uh, NASCAR fans aren't necessarily desirable in their business, but this just proves that they have that disposable income uh, to, to spend in their businesses. Uh, some other fan hits in the lower right-hand corner. There are 65 million fans of NASCAR in the U.S. It's still the number two sport and television audience. Um, there's over $2 billion in NASCAR license sales annually, with women's apparel being the leading category, once again, uh, showing you how many uh, female fans that are, that are listening to the broadcasts. Um, NASCAR fans are twice as likely to have served in the military. Two of three fans own their own home and more than one in four Fortune 500 companies are involved in the sport. And if they spend millions of dollars marketing NASCAR fans, it makes sense that your local uh, clients should as well. Um, there's always a lot of focus on TV ratings when it comes to, uh, to NASCAR. 
And radio stations always ask about how the sport is performing on the radio. Unfortunately, network radio is not bought like uh, local radio. So the national agencies focus on different metrics when buying networks versus uh, local stations. So it's apples and oranges. And frankly, Nielsen is uh, is very expensive. You know, it is uh, if you pay for it. Is um, and we only purchase the stuff that we need to uh, to be able to work uh, with those national agencies. But I can tell you this: the average MRN listener listens to an hour and sixteen minutes of each race. That represents over 25% of every one of our broadcasts. There are plenty of fans listening for even longer than that to become, you know, an hour and 16-minute average. So if we break down MRN listening, it looks probably a lot like what listenership looks uh, when you break it down uh, for your radio station. 70% is in the car, just like most radio stations. 5% are at work. It makes sense because uh, Sundays... Uh, is typically when the race broadcasts are on. And and uh, outside of retail and the service industry, most people are off on Sundays. But the final 25% is at-home listening. And of that 25%, 40% of those listening have the TV on, but the sound turned down and they're listening to your radio station. They are those loyal fans, those P1s of P1s um, that we love about NASCAR fans. Now, this particular slide has a ton of information about it on the loyalty of the NASCAR fan, but I'm going to focus on two of the points on this screen. Uh, The third point, um, let's see here, the third point, uh, NASCAR NASCAR fans are on average 25, 20%, maybe that's not the third point, but anyway, um, is the third is um, 20% more loyal to sponsors uh, than fans of any other sport. Seven of 10 fans say that they're loyal to NASCAR sponsors or 70%. That means that all the other sports hover around a 50% mark. Uh, I don't know about you, but um, I'd be much happier with a 70 on a test in high school than a 50. It's a big difference. It's a big, big amount of difference when you're uh, selling against other sports. In your market, I guess it's the fourth point. Um, and then let's see here, the last point: fifty-one percent of fans say that they purchase NASCAR sponsor products and services uh, to give back to the sport that they love. Our fans, more than other sports, realize that the cost of the sport uh, to compete um, is 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 enormous. So they embrace that brash commercialization of the sport like no other fan of any other sport. Uh, when you attend a race, you see fans with huge M&M logos, sponsors on their T-shirts and hats, and uh, they become walking billboards uh, for those sponsors. At other sporting events, you might see teams wear, um, you know, jerseys or hats or T-shirts, but the biggest logo is their favorite player's number or name or the or the logo of the team. Um, it's a completely different mindset with a NASCAR fan. They are truly all in when it comes to uh, their sponsors. So uh, even with all this data that we've covered, um, sponsors still have objections. So we're going to spend the majority of our time kind of looking at these objections uh, one by one and knocking them down. Uh, So let's take a look at the first one. 
What if my NASCAR isn't a uh, what if my client isn't a NASCAR fan? Well, two out of three NASCAR fans are homeowners, and we can make uh, the same assumptions about uh, them as we do our radio listeners. Um, if they are homeowners, they're probably employed. They have a family. They own a vehicle. They have discretionary income to be a very desirable customer for any business. What if my client remembers the glory days and doesn't relate to NASCAR now? Well, Chris kind of uh, uh, um, touched upon this a little bit, but every sport has eras. Every sport evolves. Legends come and go. New stars are born. Um, Try debating with someone who's better, LeBron LeBron James or, or Michael Jordan or Joe Montana, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Just because your client doesn't relate to Ryan Blaney or Chase Elliott or any of the current NASCAR drivers, there are millions of fans out there that do, and they have to realize that. What if my client believes that that, that NASCAR is dying myth? Well, outside of the NFL season, uh, NASCAR Cup Series races are consistently the most watched sporting event every weekend, averaging over 3 million television viewers per broadcast. NASCAR is the only sport not to lose audience during the pandemic, with some sports down in the double digits. In fact, uh, just recently, just yesterday, I read an article where the National Football Championship on ESPN the other night was down 27% in audience, and that number represented over 7 million viewers. So... um, The one thing about through this pandemic that has shown that NASCAR has typically held its uh, its viewership. It remains steady, Um, may have dipped a point uh, or two or depending upon who you read, um, you know, basically um, basically level year to year from 2019. Uh, But there are events that were down in the 60 percent range, um, like the Masters and uh, other sports. So uh, NASCAR was able to uh, to able to sustain that, that fanship, that audience, uh, even through a global plan- pandemic. Aren't NASCAR fans just a bunch of rednecks? Depending upon where you live, that might be, uh, you know, hicks, or I prefer the term NASCAR Americans. Um, but NASCAR fans purchase over $2 billion in branded merchandise every year. They're 80% more likely to own ATV, 36% more likely to buy a new car in the next 12 months. They're 12% more likely than the general population to earn them more than $40,000 annually. That's a lot of purchasing power, and uh, it's definitely someone you want in your business. Is it NASCAR or Southern Sport? Well, NASCAR has a national footprint. It, its fan base basically mirrors the population of the United States. Its largest population, believe it or not, lives in the South. And it stands to reason that the largest percentage of NASCAR fans would reside there as well. 58% of NASCAR fans live outside of the Southeast. So it's actually more than 50, more than, more than half of NASCAR fans do not live where the sport was born. It is no longer a regional sport. Don't NASCAR fans watch races on TV? Well, in 2020, only 16 of 39 cup races were scheduled, and this is prior to the pandemic, scheduled to be on your local Fox or NBC affiliate. Uh, Over half those races were on satellite and cable-only networks, FS1 and NBCSN. 
fans may or may not receive them in their home due to the cord cutting that's been going on for the last uh, last few years. 39 races spread over four television networks. It's confusing week to week, even for a diehard fan. However, the races are in the same place every week on your station. And I just read an article yesterday. Uh, FS1 had its best uh, year ever in television viewership. It is the second most watched all sports cable network after ESPN. It's the first time it beat uh, 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 the NFL network or NBCSN uh, in its history. And one of the reasons that they highlighted was because of its NASCAR broadcasts. Where is the value of the NASCAR fan for my business? Well, five of Forbes' top ten most valuable brands use NASCAR to market their products. One in four Fortune 500 companies in America also use NASCAR. More than one in four Fortune 500s are involved in the sport, making it the number one sport in marketing participation uh, of any. Uh, these companies spend millions of dollars marketing to NASCAR fans, and they wouldn't if they didn't get a return on their investment. Why would anyone listen to NASCAR on the radio? NASCAR fans bring their sport with them. The season is long. It's 10 months. The laces are four hours. Um, many people have don't have the time to set aside to sit in front of the TV um, four hours every week. So uh, uh, the, 31% of all NASCAR fans claim that they follow their sport on the radio. Very powerful. One, almost one-third of NASCAR fans uh, choose to follow the sport on the radio. Aren't all NASCAR fans men? No, no. We said that uh, many NASCAR fans are men, but but uh, it is the highest as far as uh, percentage for female uh, female fans. Aren't NASCAR fans too old for my business? 37% of NASCAR fans are aged 35 to 54. That's the highest earning potential years of a person's life. And then the baby boomers are starting to turn 65. Um, they're working lo- longer, but they're also more active than they were in past generations, and they're spending patterns have followed that activity. Don't people listen to radio uh, during the week? NASCAR fans or NASCAR races around the weekends. Well, NASCAR fans, like we said before, bring their sport with them. 31% of all NASCAR fans claim they follow the sport on the radio. And Nielsen has released radio listening data that shows weekend listening in most demographics mirrors listenership of afternoon drive. It's just different. So morning drive on a Saturday is 10 a.m., to 3 p.m. because people don't get up as early because they don't have to be at work. But they do move about. They, they run their errands. Or they're working in the garage, and they're listening to the radio to keep them company because that's what radio does best. Why should I advertise on NASCAR broadcasts when none of my other competitors are? Well, if the demos match up and the idea aligns with your marketing plan, why wouldn't you want this conduit to a loyal and sponsor-friendly audience? So here's a nice list of uh, the traditional categories that you think about uh, when you think NASCAR. Lots of times people immediately think about automotive, um, and that is a huge category for the sport and also for radio. But uh, um, you could be leaving money on the table. Um, so let's spend some time looking at some uh, some of these traditional categories and non-traditional categories. We mentioned earlier that NASCAR fans are 80% more likely to own an ATV than the general public. Um, 
NASCAR fans enjoy the outdoors. Uh, so ATVs, RVs, hunting and fishing, camping, outdoor supplies, they're all represented in the sport, and uh, they're all great uh, local prospects if you have a conduit to uh, to pitch to them. Um, all, that's a good reminder. If you um, have an advertiser, if you hear an advertiser on our air and there's a local tie, please go after that business because unlike many other sports, we don't have any advertising restrictions or exclusive categories when it comes to our broadcasts. It's, uh, you know, it's the new millennia. Um, you know, we don't want to limit your ability to sell our programming. Also, since uh, one thing I want to mention, since half our network is made up of country formatted radio, almost half our network is made up of country formatted radio stations, I'd also like to mention this, that 59% of NASCAR fans are likely to attend a country music concert because the lifestyles are very similar. There's this blue-collar sensibility to a NASCAR fan or a country music fan. Um, the assumptions that we can make about the both are the same. So if you have a if you're if you're selling for a country radio station, like like I said earlier, any of those assumptions that you make about your station, you can also make about the NASCAR fan. You know things like uh, enjoying the outdoors, which we mentioned, having families, being do-it-yourselfers. The network was built on uh, country radio stations, and, and uh, over 50 years later now, it's still the number one format on the network because the fans of both like to do the same things. Spend a little time with uh, non-traditional categories. We talked about how um, women make up 39% of the audience. Well, the top two categories there, jewelers and florists, tend to market towards women. But a lot of times, men are buying the majority of products from those two places. Just because, as a guy, I, I'm not very creative when I need to buy gifts. And what do I think of for the special women in my life? I think about jewelry, and I think about flowers. Uh, credit unions. Uh, I, I mention this because uh, quite often in the banking industry, and that's represented quite well uh, in the NASCAR world, um, with the with the um, uh, consolidation of that industry, uh, it's been tougher and tougher to get uh, dollars uh, from banks. Credit unions, however, lots of times still have local ties and local ways to get in. Um, so uh, since 65% of NASCAR fans earn more than 40000 a year, they're probably employed. Uh, they qualify for loans, and that's how credit unions make their money, just like just like banks. Um, vets, pet grooming, doggy daycare. Uh, if it's a family sport and there's families listening and watching, families have pets. It's a great way, to, uh, great category to go after. Lawn and garden. We talked about that blue collar sense sensibility. Uh, the folks are uh, uh, do it yourselfers. Um, it's there's great co-op programs that you can go after uh, money um, as well. So lawn and garden is a great uh, category to go after. Also well represented, uh, as, you know, at a national level with uh, with uh, uh, different Lon and Gordon uh, uh, brands represented. Attorneys, personal injury, divorce, DUI lawyers. Uh, I, I think of the personal injury one now. You know, the car crash sound and whatnot. Um, uh, cable TV, satellite providers with uh, 
you know, half of the cup races on FS1 or NBCSN, that's a good prospect if uh, you have a local uh, way to, to get in there. Convenience stores, I can just hear the, the commercial now with the pit stop, um, uh, you know, the quick uh, jump in and, and grab something to buy and, and to eat or to, or to fill up your car. Insurance company, automotive and accident, of course, but with two out of three um, NASCAR fans being homeowners, don't forget home insurance as well. And then one of the auto uh, categories that uh, a lot of people tend to forget is auto body, auto glass, and how about automotive parts recycling? That was always a great one, too, um, uh, that people forget about. They think car dealers, they think uh, repair shops, they think uh, auto parts stores, but um, those other three categories are great ones to go after as well um, when you're looking at automotive. So uh, here's a list of, for your prospecting purposes, a list of uh, NASCAR official partners from last year. I don't have the new one yet, um, uh, plus uh, some of our MRN partners, just to help you brainstorm and to think it, maybe there's a local tie or at least there's a local tie uh, for that category. Uh, listing of our programs um, that uh, you can just cut and paste and put in, your, put, in your, uh, put in your presentations, make it easy on you so you don't have to do the research yourself. And then let's spend a little bit of time on pricing and packaging. And really what it comes down to, pricing and packaging, um, you know, you can completely copy this or you can come up with something on your own. But really it comes down to four points, um, no matter how you choose to sell um, your packages, that you need to consider when putting them together. Number one, it's got to be priced to what your market can bear. Okay. So don't look at the bottom number on this slide and think, Oh, I got to be selling, uh, this uh, NASCAR legend package at $3,000. Well, if that, if you don't have any clients on the air that are spending that, that kind of money, do the math. Um, what, you know, what, what, um, what is the price point, um, for the stuff that you're going to put in the package that is going to be able to sell in your local market. Commercial loads dedicated to the program needs to fit inside your station's inventory as well. So whatever you dedicate outside of the of the races um, needs to be able to be um, cleared on your station. So it has to fit in your uh, your inventory uh, availability. Um, so uh, divide up the NASCAR inventory like I did here with a limit on this top-level package to four sponsors. Divide it up so that you have different levels, um, so you have different uh, levels to sell to, to, to appeal to every um, uh, business out there. You know, the ones that can spend $1,000 a month or the ones that can spend $500 a month or whatever, you know, have a couple of different categories so you have – uh, of, of packages so that you have uh, the ability to sell to as many uh, clients as possible. And each package should be multi-platform, meaning there should be commercials in the race, commercials during the week, uh, promotional mentions live and or recorded, uh, multi-station commercials. If you have more than one station, spread it across them to make it a good full audience plan for your advertiser. Uh, uh, website or social media exposure. If you have people on staff that are doing that, um, to be able, you know, to have that extra platform to to get their name out there for your your NASCAR uh, sponsor, 
and streaming or any other digital platform initiative that your country, your company or, or uh, your station may have, whether it's podcasting or, or, or whatnot, you know, to include uh, – basically, you just want to give them a bunch of stuff that you know this package is going to work for them because radio does what? It works best when it's repetition, right? So don't uh, pare it down so low, um, you know, with, with, with um, uh, too little stuff. It's better to have more stuff um, so that the word gets out and they get – because it takes time for people to act on a commercial. And uh, if you take a look at this NASCAR Legend package, uh, it includes four 30-second commercials in each race broadcast, a weekly hour-long sponsorship of the race um, with six 10-second uh, sponsor billboards because we allow 70 seconds for local breaks. So if you spend spell, sell two thirties in there, you still have 10 seconds that you could sell and maybe, you know, identify the radio station at the same time. So if a race is four hours long, uh, it, you can divide it up between these four spa- sponsors. They have an hour long uh, sponsorship of each, of each broadcast, a rotating schedule of sponsorship of uh, one of our ancillary programs. Um, you know, five days in a week, four sponsors, nice rotation uh, throughout um, uh, the months um, and the season to uh, to have that sponsor highlighted on, in this particular example, NASCAR today. Uh, 120 30-second commercials each month, um, airing Monday through Saturday, 6A to 7P. But if you need to make it around the clock, you can. If you need to make it... Uh, um, Saturday through Wednesday, you can do that too. It all depends on, on, like I said, your inventory uh, at your radio station. Make it work for you. Company logo and website link on a NASCAR information webpage. If you don't have that, then uh, maybe just on, you know, rotating batters on your webpage. However you want to do it, whatever whatever makes sense for you. Sponsor mentions inside. Uh, weekly social media pushes, if you have Facebook and Twitter or Instagram, what have you. Um, have uh, the sponsor included in 60-second recorded promotional announcements or, um, you know, as well as your live promotional announcements. Now, I say 60-second. We send out 30s, right? Um, but I do have the ability to send you that, uh, that bed that we use. Um, just with a quick little sign off to say that that's all you're going to use that bed for because we pay for the um, we pay for the licensing on it. But if it's tied with with that promo that we sent out that pre-produced promo so that you can have 30 seconds to highlight your sponsors, we're more than well willing to do that for you. And then as we go through these packages, um, things just get paired back, so it becomes a, a little less expensive. So you can include, um, you know, not exclude. Uh, other prospects out there that could be interested in, in NASCAR. So that kind of wraps up what we have uh, put together for you today. Um, I uh, love hearing from success stories. Um, so if if you have any, please reach out to me at the at the at the number or the email below. If you have questions, you can do the same thing. Reach out to me. Maybe there's something as you look through this on your own you have a question about. Please reach out and tell me. Uh, we do have a little bit of time, um, five minutes or so. If there's any questions, uh, we'll uh, we'll take those over the over the chat here. Um, I'm getting a couple in here. 
So, Bob, what's the schedule of NASCAR programming for a station? Uh, that's dependent upon you and your um, your your MRN affiliate uh, rep. So, um, you know, you're 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 able to choose, um, you know, uh, what races you'd like to ra- like to affiliate with, um, what ancillary programs you may think you can sell, and whatnot. Um, but uh, typically the schedule goes from February to November, and uh, there's uh, 36 cup races um, in total. Uh, we carry uh, 27 of those. Uh, the rest are on our uh, our uh, our friends over at uh, at PRN, um, and uh, because of how the just like with the television networks, um, it all has to do with broadcast rights from the tracks, and um, that's how uh, how the races are doled out. Um, so, if there's any other questions, you know, you can just go ahead and uh, either email me later or, or whatnot, but I want to thank you for your time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've come this far, you're all in when it comes to NASCAR local sales, and I commend you for it. There are many ways to make great money from our products, and if you have taken the time to learn some of the suggested ways that we recommend, uh, you're going to be able to ring that cash register. We produce this podcast as a companion to our monthly Selling Speed newsletter. Contact me at bequick at mrn.com if you'd like to be added to the distribution list for the newsletter. Or you can just subscribe to this podcast for free at most popular podcast platforms. Thanks again, good luck, and happy selling.